Hello, and welcome to Steeped in Mystery. I'm Amanda. I'm Jenna. Welcome back. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. <sighs> okay. This is an episode brought to you for you by Amanda. Yay. I'm taking over this week. Yep. She's doing a takeover. Yeah. And we're having some delicious raspberry tea. Just straight up raspberry tea. And honestly, it tastes like a raspberry tart. It does. Like, it makes me happy. Yeah, kind of, kind of makes me want one of those little like raspberry turnovers or something. Oh, yeah, I know. I just said it out loud, and now it's a thing. <laughs> like the raspberry cream cheese ones. Oh my oh. god! Okay, stop. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's getting close to dinner time, and I'm. I'll try not to get hangry. Okay. Why we're doing our episode? But what Good. are we talking about today, Amanda? My favorite things in the world: shiny click clacks. What? Crystals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, castanetas? <laughs> no, uh, in like the rock community and the dice community, like there's this over, oh. there's this over hauling joke of like shiny click clacks and us being goblins. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah. I, listen, I've, I'm the kid who will pick up a rock wherever I go and always have and always will. Nice. So talking about crystals is fun. Nice. It's okay. cl- it's close to home. Now Sweet. listen, I am not a geologist, nor do I t- pretend to be. I see shiny click clacks and I pick them up. So don't sit here and come at me for geology anything. Okay, I don't know any of that. You know what? When I go on my trip, I'm going to look for shiny click clacks. <gasps> yes. Sweet. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Hit me. Hit me. Okay, so let's start off with being really dumb and dumbing this down to the basics of basics. Do you know what a crystal is? I was always under the impression it was a form of rock. But now I'm like (laughs) second guessing that and going, no, it's probably something not a rock. So when we get into solids, when we're talking like solid structures in science, Mm -hmm. there's like several different ways they form and how they come out. Um... So crystals, when you zoom in on their, like, atoms and how their atoms align with each other, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of a way to explain this verbally for people who can't see it visually. So imagine you have a row of circles all sitting next to each other, okay? Okay. Now you want to stack more circles on top, so you stack those circles in between the spaces where the circles are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking? Think like checkers. Whoever's like stack checkers. You you can either stack them straight on top of each other or you can build that little pyramid with the checkers where yeah. you overlap them. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. exactly. Where you're you're overlapping so that wherever there's two touching each other, one sits on top of that space. Okay. Crystals form like that in their atoms. Nearly perfectly stack together in those nice little forms. So very geometric. Yes. Okay. And that's why they get these beautiful shapes and their iridescence and stuff because they are just, the atoms have just decided that they are all going to work together and all going to click together. Okay. Uh, And then you've got things, you've got things like metal, ceramics, ice, rocks that are all, what do they call, polycrystalline. Okay. Which is where you have a bunch of those groups of, of atoms trying to stack together that way but where they connect together they sort of sit off hinged or or askew to each other oh yeah okay so so they're all trying to stack it's it's like if you asked a five-year-old to recreate the perfect stack okay like you're gonna get a bunch of stacks that that kind of work and then if you try putting them next to each other they don't quite fit together but okay. but they're there. They're trying. <laughs> they're they're working on it. And then there's stuff like glass, which is an amorphous solid, which is where like all the atoms touch, but like not in a specific order, and they clearly don't have anything going for them. So that's why glass is weaker than crystal. Yeah, and why it's not like conductive or anything like that. And why crystal is more like a rock <clears throat> because it's just. It's. It's heavy duty like yeah. you can throw crystals and drop crystals Pro- and they're crystals probably going to be okay have a more solid structure than metal oh like like not that they're 
tougher than metal. Not that they're stronger than metal, but they have just that that structure is there. Geometry, that sacred geometry, maybe. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like mm, it's like I know some science or something. Oh, okay. It's okay. Like, it's like Amanda has taught me something once again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you give me credit. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I have much better things to do with my time than talk science. So it's just me. Yeah, it's, it's just all you. You're just relying that hopefully I'm telling you the right things. Oh, for sure. I love yes. that. Yep. Well, crystals are used for a lot. And going into like today's episode, the planning, like the the idea was to, I was going to talk about crystals and magic, right? And mm. I'm, I still want to touch on that. So I want to talk. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to talk to you about where crystals have been used in the past and where they're being used now. Okay. And sort of the science behind how they got to where they are now and why I don't believe the science and magic are that separate in this instance. Oh, that sounds cool. I like that. <laughs> so. I like it. We're going to go back to the ancient Sumerians to start. So the ancient Sumerians um, used gemstones for jewelry making and healing rituals, which anyone who knows about modern like crystal or like everyone jokes about crystals, not like, oh, you're going to heal yourself with crystals. But like people have been doing this in rituals for a while. Hmm. Um, they had a goddess named Inanna who is like a goddess of love and is depicted wearing or carrying lapis lazuli crystal, which is like a blue crystal for those of you who don't know. Yes. As as like a form of protection. And it's believed to be the crystal of deities and meant to bring joy and light to the bearer. Um, Punabi or pu- Puabi I put an N in there where there wasn't supposed to be one, um, who is a Sumerian princess, was actually buried with gemstone beads covering her upper body to protect her soul and invite positive energies to protect her from darkness. And some of those stones were lapis lazuli. Okay. So. And again, that's like a turquoise-ish color. No, no. no. Lapis lazuli is like really blue. Oh. Yeah, hang Oh, well, now I want to Google a picture of lapis lazuli for you, Jenna, because okay. I can't believe you don't know. I thought it was, uh, well, I, I thought it was a little bit turquoise. And I don't have internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, you continue. I will Google lapis, lapis lazuli or lapis lazuli or. And you're like, okay, so the Sumerians did it. Who cares? Okay, well, okay. guess what? So did the Egyptians. The Egyptians. Mm. Uh, like Cleopatra herself loved gemstones and crystals um, and had a big collection of emerald and again, lapis lazuli. In ancient Egypt, crystals were, were ever present and used to enhance life of the living and protect the soul of the dead. So same thing, used to protect, used for carrying over to the dead. Huh. Okay. Um... They would place quartz on the forehead of the deceased to illuminate their path into the afterlife. And Mm. as far as for the living, they thought that crystals could be used to enhance personal allure, bring good luck, health, enhance intuition. All things that modern crystal users, particularly the Wicca, associate crystals with. So this is... Wow. Okay. I was way off. (laughs) <laughs> I was way off. Lapis lazuli is like, I, it's not even sky blue. It's like deep. It's blue, blue. Navy blue. It's So it's not even like. It's unquestionably but blue. But it's, it's not like. It's not sapphire. Ocean blue. It's not sapphire. It's not it's turquoise. L- it's lapis. It's, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I got to get me some of that. That looks super cool. I know. It's cool. so pretty, right? That is really pretty. Um, very nice. Okay. Gemstones in Egypt were also used for balancing a person's life force, their ka. We talked about ka and ba when we were talking about life and death on one of our previous episodes when we were talking about, um, coming back to life. 
Oh. I, I believe on that episode. Um, and their, and the, it also protects their, and balances their ba, which is their non-physical traits. So it's supposed to be used to balance the physical with the spiritual. They okay. also believe that each crystal had its own ka, its own life force, um, and therefore could strengthen the power of ka of any Egyptian, which again, modern Wiccans and practicers believe that crystals have their own life and energy, which is why if you're talking to someone who practices that way, you'll hear them talking about a crystal being dead because it, you can use a crystal to the point of it being dead if you don't recharge it and things like that. I did not know this. You didn't? Okay. That is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, royalty used lapis lazuli for their makeup and to, in order to assist opening their third eye and therefore achieve greater illumination and wisdom. Like, think about Cleopatra and her, like, blue eyeliner and, like... Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's that's cool. Isn't that? I that's, love stuff that's like cool. that. I like it. But it's not just over there. In Chinese culture, crystals were um, used as an alternative for medicine. Mm-hmm. They were used for healing one's prana and balancing one's life force. So this is, again, a similar situation to the ka and the ba, where they have this prana inside of them that needs balancing and healing. Sure. And they used needles made of gemstone for acupuncture. What? Yeah. I did not know that. Isn't that kind of cool? That is really cool. To use... How could you get like I don't even know how you get that small? Listen, but I didn't. Still. I didn't go down that rabbit hole because I know I would be going into how do you get a crystal that small and yeah, sharp, uh, right? <laughs> but they did. Wow. Um, they used green jade, as we all know, like for a symbol mm-hmm. of power. Jade was is a is and was a very important part of like Chinese culture. So, like lapis was to the it, Egyptians, the jade, the jade is, is to the, the Chinese. Chinese. Wow. Um. And because it was supposed to attract and protect wealth, it was something that many emperors were buried with. Like they'd have their whole oh, armor mm-hmm. made out of jade. Can mm-hmm. you imagine that? Wearing armor made. How big of that a piece of jade would you have to have to carve that out? Um, I actually think I have seen like the the warrior. Um, uh, it's not like chain mail or like plate mail like knights. But it was like circles. Yeah. Like scales. Yeah. And so they'd use the jade like scales to make their armor. That's cool, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Um, They also used jade for digestion and urinary tract issues, especially gallbladder and kidneys. Hmm. Um, And then if you go over to Japan, crystals were used for prophetic and psychic practices. Um, in order to highlight their connection with human intuition. They believed that gazing and scrying and using crystal balls and things like that could help foresee events by psychic visions. Sure. And crystal balls, you know, as we all know, are like something super associated with magic and the occult. Like you think fortune teller witch, you probably think crystal balls somewhere in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, y- y- you think of the, um, oh gosh, the gypsy, you know, that would tell your fortune at the at Halloween the fair. fair Halloween, Crystal yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Automatically. Crystal, yeah, that's true. Um, they also used quartz, which was known to them as the heart of a dragon, in order to invite greater wisdom and knowledge. Now, remember, the Egyptians used quartz to illuminate their dead's path into death. Mm-hmm. So wisdom and knowledge or enlightenment of some sorts. That's interesting. And in fact, it's one of the purposes that quartz is used for today is for wisdom and knowledge. So the fact that, and we'll probably have to do a whole nother episode on this, but the fact that the crystal skulls were made out of quartz is no coincidence, right? Oh, we're going to get to that. <gasps> Because 
there's some properties about quartz. I'm not talking about the crystal skulls. Oh, okay. I'm well, just we'll going to another episode on the crystal I'm skulls. I'm just going to but... briefly mention something about them okay. that would kind of make sense because of what they're made out I'm of. I'm excited. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, sorry. <laughs> that voice. Sorry. <laughs> um in fact, we can track crystals to Greeks as well. They had a word for it, uh, crystallos, which in Greek means ice. And not only it, not only does the word crystal have Greek origin, so like we literally get the word crystal from the Greeks, but the Greeks be- believed that quartz was a form of eternal ice given to them as a gift by the gods. Which if you if you've seen quartz, it is. It's like white and like very much like ice in a lot of ways it can be more opaque or more clear yeah because i mean ice isn't always clear no it's if if you live where we live ice is usually more opaque that's true in nature unless it's on the road and then it's black ice and then it's a whole nother thing yeah um they also used a lot of gemstones in their like day to day, including amethyst for mental clarity and sobriety. Mm. Um, they used rose quartz for love and they thought it was a form of love between Aphrodite and Adonis that made rose quartz. Wow. Um, they would take hematite, which if you've seen hematite, it's like a very black stone and they'd rub it on soldiers skin before they went into battle to make them invincible, they would use that's interesting onyx, jasper, lapis lazuli, and like carnelian and garnet in or- to make amulets that people would wear. And if you've gone into crystal shops or metaphysical shops nowadays, there's plenty of crystal necklaces oh, yeah. to get for various uses. And that's kind of something they did. Like they yeah. just wore the gemstones, not as symbols of wealth. Mm-hmm. But is talismans. Yeah. Um, they carried them to promote good health, to attract wealth, and to use as protection. Again, these are all uses that, like, modern practitioners still claim to use crystals for. Sure. Um, we even have ancient Native American cultures that used crystals. Did you know that? Um, I I actually knew that. Uh, Navajo or Diné people uh, hold turquoise. Turquoise is like a sacred rock to them. Right. But not even that. They use agate and onyx to deter like evil spirits. Oh. Yeah. And, and in fact, they considered them sacred objects and they were used for diagnostic and healing purposes. Nice. Just saying. Um, Buddhists used crystals for healing purposes, meditation purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, they believed that they brought harmony and light and peace. Um, quartz particularly, especially spherical quartz, was considered to be holy and used to calm the mind and reconnect to a higher power. Nice. Uh, I just lost my place. No. (laughs) Um... They used smoky quartz, rose quartz, amethyst, all for, like, purposes of awakening. But the main crystal they used in medicine was lapis lazuli. Again, lapis lazuli comes up a lot. A lot. Um, meditation with this crystal was believed to, enou- to enhance health and help heal the mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, I need to get me some of that. Yeah. Like, I, right, right now. For sure. I think I have... A lapis stone somewhere? I don't know. I will find one. Find two. Okay. <laughs> I will find two. Um, Indian sacred texts uh, called the Vedas included gemstones as tools, again, for essential healing practices. And they were used in, like, cleansing, spiritual rituals, Hindu medicine, they carried crystals in order to heal the emotional self and promote good mental health. Um, in fact, in Hindu, the tree of life was believed to be made completely from gemstones. 
which I love that idea. Can you imagine a giant tree made of gemstones? Okay, so I'm going to get really weird right now, and you cannot judge. I know you won't judge, but you cannot judge. So I recently got a new tattoo, and I actually was thinking about what my next tattoo would be, because I think that's what you do. You get a tattoo, and you finally have it, and you're like, oh, what's my next one? You're like, all right, it's done. When's my next one? (laughs) I was going to do a tree of life with gemstones for each of my children and my family members in the tree. No lie. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, so maybe maybe I'm like onto something there. <laughs> maybe like my chakra. Your your intuition. Already... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was also ancient cool. Incas were especially protective of things like their emerald mines and refused to reveal them to conquistadors even at the peril of their own lives. Um, so they're like, screw it, you can have all the gold you want, but we're not going to show you where our emeralds are? Yeah. <gasps> wow. Um, they use them for, in many er- areas, but especially crystal therapy, as we now call it. And they used it to diagnose illness and detect potential health issues. They were used in ceremonies and in divination. And quartz was ever present in the ritual of Mayan culture. Wow. Okay. Now, let's get into a little, a little bit, a little bit on some of the science before I bounce back to like talking about crystals and their frequencies and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So, y'all know who Nikola Tesla is, right? Just a guy that was, like, you know, smarter than Edison. (laughs) Smartest guy, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, he's quoted, and this is a common quote of his, Mm -hmm. of saying, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Hmm. Hmm. Didn't we mention that last episode? Hmm. About energy and frequency <clears throat> and... Hmm. Well, okay. in today's day and age, you know, we use crystals for healing work and, like, people use them to try and help their mental health and anxieties. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to wear amethyst a lot. Oh, I love amethyst. Um, For, like, helping to center myself. Oh, okay. Um, But... It's kind of been discredited by a lot of people. Like most people see it as a pseudoscience or as more of a placebo effect of like people believing it's going to work. So it works. But honestly, in my opinion, if it works, it works. Placebo or not. Yeah, I agree. Um, If it's not hurting you and it's helping you with a problem, then yeah. I mean, come on. Well, nowadays we know that every object has its own energy field and its own vibrational frequency. In fact, um, Maxwell, James C. Maxwell, and others explore who explore like quantum physics and stuff like that talk about how everything has electromagnetic fields and they can affect our whole being from our health to our moods to our attitudes. And crystals have very powerful frequencies and energy fields And I know that that sounds like made up and dumb and -hmm. like how could any crystal possibly have any sort of power? Well, did you know they use crystals in our watches and for our color TV and for our computers? (sighs) Like the LCDs in our TV, is that what you're talking about? No, like to transmit and carry information. Oh, Snap, not just the screen. Not just the screen. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you with me? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So the watches confused me a little bit. So I had to go look into this because I was like, okay, why on earth would we use a crystal? But they've used crystals and watches. Like, I I actually did know they used crystals and watches, but I honestly thought it was just for, like, I don't know, 
I, I actually I don't know. I I knew that they used crystals and watches, but I didn't know what for. <laughs> And, you know, I think a lot of people do know that we use crystals in a lot of these chips and, like, computers and things like that. Like, I think people are aware of that in the same way we're aware that we're breathing, but it's just kind of a background buzz of, like, we don't actively think about it. Yeah. Well, so I started with looking into how they're used in watches because I'm like, that's obviously going to be more straightforward than how they're used in computers. Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe. So... Let's start with how they got into watches. So we're going to do a little little bit of timeline. And then I'm going to go to a site for a watchmaking company okay. and tell you more. So we're going to start all the way back in 1880. Okay. With Madame Curie's husband. Puree okay. Curie. Now, what does he have to do with anything? Well, Mr. Curie was responsible for discovering the science behind what allows quartz watches to work. He discovered physioelectricity and observed... (laughs) I know. Sorry. We're, we're having a little bit of buzz on our uh, our feed right now, and it's a little distracting. So apologies for that, but we're going to press on. Anyway, he observed that quartz produces electricity. When put under pressure, he applied electricity to a cr- quartz crystal, and it vibrated, enabling the quartz to serve as an oscillator. And you can... <sighs> okay. Okay. That's cool. You can do this at home with quartz. Like, not in the sense that, like, you can plug it in like a potato. But seriously, like, people have shown themselves knocking crystals, quartz together, and you can get little sparks. Oh. Yeah, because literally quartz works electrically, like, with pressure or pounding. Oh, oh, oh. Or gotcha. Heat. Okay. So that's how it, it, it does sure. stuff with electricity. Wow. So then we fast forward from 1880 all the way to 1929 in Bell Labs, um, where they use uh, this physioelectricity, uh, Warren Marison did, to invent the first quartz clock utilized in Bell Labs. This clock was much more accurate than nearly all of its other clocks. The clock kept time by using vibrations of the quartz crystal in an electric circuit. Okay. This technology became standard in most laboratories. However, the technology was too expensive to become more mainstream to use in clocks and wristwatches at that point in time. Wow. Wow. They used it because of its vibrations. Literally, they let the crystal vibrate to tell the time that's crazy let's take a moment to appreciate that that is crazy then between like 1927 to 1958 um they made many discoveries which helped us make the more common crystal watch um the first watch to use batteries were invented in 1954 by researchers at hamilton watch company and two men, Jack Kilby and Robert Noyce, created the integrated circuit allowing for liquid crystal displays for watches, which were also invented in 1958. And all of this leading up to the first quartz watch, which came about around 1969, the first watch the first quartz watch, that is a hard sentence mm-hmm. to say, came to market on December 25th um, by the Japanese electronics company from Seiko. It took 10 years for them oh. to develop and was and starting with the first development of a clock for Chubo Broadcasting Corporation in Nagoya. I hate that I can't pronounce anything. This first watch was the size of a filing cabinet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And then it finally came down to, like, 
Seiko's 18 karat yellow gold quartz wristwatch. That is so interesting. And now it's and now it's just something that's in watches. So I went to a watch company because they like to tell you why crystal watches are more worth it for you to buy. Oh, okay. So not every watch has crystals. Most of them do. And and the more expensive they are, the better crystals they have in them. The more... Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So... Oh. Hmm. Quartz is used for time timekeeping because of its consistent vibrational frequency. Quartz is used in watches and clocks to ensure precise time. Because of its... Si- physioelectric properties which produce electric voltage when mechanical stress is applied. So when you apply stress, like hitting, like super dense pressure, like heat. Okay. And they have also found applications for it in radio technology to help devices tune into specific frequencies with unmatched accuracy. Did you know it's all- that crystals are also used in healthcare? In fact, they're used in ultrasound technology. Um, again, using the physioelectric wow. effect of specific crystals, which when subjected to electrical s- stimulation, these crystals release sound waves that can navigate the human body, returning images of organs and systems. So when you go get your ultrasound, you're using crystals to determine something about your health. Literally. Okay. okay. And and it's, I mean, you know how important ultrasounds are in not just like pregnancies, but in determining other inter- yeah. internal damage. Oh, yeah. That is, that is fascinating. I did not realize. Yes. And they're used in computers. And I had to look this up because I don't really understand that. They are used in, in computers because... Crystal oscillators generate precise timing signals for computer components. So you know how you have like a timing belt in your car that tells your... Oh, yeah. Your engine went to fire and yeah. Well, well, they offer that job in computers. So they tell a computer when, when to time certain things. Oh. Um, Quartz crystals are... That are super, super tiny are placed in deep hardware within a computer to interact between different components to make sure that everything runs smoothly together. We literally, computers fascinate me, by the way, because we've just basically forced rocks into thinking for us. <laughs> <laughs> like when you really. <laughs> uh, all I could think was the Flintstones. <laughs> And if they would have just realized their rocks could think for them, they wouldn't have to power their car with their feet. Well, I mean, quartz is used in all sorts of electrical items, radios, microscopes, telescopes, uh, lasers. I almost said Legos. Right. (laughs) Sandblasting. And so I was looking at it and I was like, okay. We know crystals vibrate. We know they have a frequency. Like it, it, like literally, you can go to a scientific lab and 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 take anything and determine its frequency. We know everything has a frequency. Sure. Okay. Well, frequency is vibrations. So I was like, okay, can vibrations have effects on the human body? So I, I just Googled that. Because why not? Because <laughs> why not? And you know what? None of it was talking about the health benefits of crystals. It was all talking about the bad side effects. But here's the deal. When they're talking about it, they talk about how you can go through cell changes depending on the electromagnetic energy that you're you're near or is around you. Okay. They talk about health effects of nerves, joints, tendons, muscles, blood vessels. This is like stuff that people who are afraid of 5G are really looking into because they know that's a form of vibration. Uh-huh. And, like, we are aware that vibrations can damage humans. Yeah. Like, like they can even damage 
and create conditions that damage your lower spinal region. Um, and they're specifically worried about lower frequency, like super low frequencies are super bad for humans. So like four to eight hertz, one to two hertz, like terrible, terrible for us. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Like, um, uh, uh, sound warfare. They that there was a thing a couple of years back where they thought that they were projecting uh, low frequency sounds into embassies and things and causing people to get sick, which legitimately could have been happening because they have not figured it out yet. That's interesting. Well, and quartz all vibrates at an extremely high frequency. Huh. L- literally, hang on. I have to see the exact number because I'm going to kill myself if I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Quartz is up here and we're down here. It's it's like... Quartz is more intelligent because its frequency is higher. Humans vibrate at like 8 point something something or 7 point something something hertz. Okay. Like we are a low frequency being. We're talking that different crystals operate... 32,000. What? <laughs> yeah, it's Okay, so I was I was joking, but I'm actually right. It's really high up there. Rocks I had are it in my resonating higher than we are. Yes. That makes me feel really dumb right now, Amanda. I know that that rocks are So vibrating. is that why somebody some people say he's as dumb as a rock? <laughs> or should it be he's as smart as a rock? Stop. I'm <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Sorry. You're not sorry at all. I'm not. Because we don't take things overly seriously. No, we're not like that. Nope. Um, I even went back and found that in like accounts of Atlantis, crystals were used in Atlantis for I know, we were talking about Atlantis, like I was just thinking about this. What? Yeah, crystals were used in Atlantis. Oh, this is a good tie-in. This for, is an excellent tie-in. For, for healing. To last episode, for yeah. psychic abilities for all sorts of mm-hmm. communication and powering things. Um, now, if we go into where things vibrate and the electronic signals of things. Okay, the frequency... Do you want to know the frequency of, of common quartz crystals is between 32.768 kilohertz? Yeah, sorry. And approximately 200 megahertz. Yeah. That's a huge range. It is a huge range. And, and That's we... still fascinating, though. That is very fascinating. Okay. So I went into how they use it in electronics and they use it for why did I just lose myself again? Um, cause it's that time of day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so due to its capacity to convert mechanical energy into electrical and digital signals, Crystals, quartz crystals are considered to be one of the more crucial parts of many electronic devices. Um, modern devices use its physioelectric characteristics consistently. We're, we're talking in our microphones. They use it to pick up our, our, our microphones are probably being dumb because our crystals are dying. We got to come charge. Oh our man. <laughs> See, another reason to get some lapis up in here and maybe some, you know, <laughs> amethyst. Yeah, there we go. But not only do quartz have an electrical field, which can be produced via mechanical vibration, but they also have like a standing alone vibration, like just their own oh. sitting there vibration. Okay. And people in Wicca know this and will recharge their crystals because of this. So different crystals, they charge them under the sun or the moon or by heat, which again, all these things are things that... Energy. Energy forms that you're imparting light. onto the crystal. Heat, yep. Energy, energy forms. Light okay. And heat. okay, so this is where we get into like 
Well, okay. So I, I, I just so have, is... I just have okay. one, 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 one little thing. Okay. So my dad uh, grew up um, around Navajo Nation people and had a really good friend that was Navajo, and he always said, if you're driving over a river or a body of water, you have to hide your turquoise. So is it possible that the that the energy of the water could actually have a deletion effect on it? I mean, yeah, and, like, the water take away some yeah. energy from it. Yeah, there are things they tell you not to do with certain crystals because it'll now kill them. I know why. Like they'll tell you, don't do this with your crystal, or you'll wow. kill it. Wow. Okay. And now, granted, I don't know everything about so that. So not only can you charge your crystal, you can kill it. Yes. Which is why you're supposed to take... That's why you have to feed your pet rock? Yeah. <laughs> like moonstone, you charge literally under the moon. Okay. And you don't want okay. moonstone in the sun. In fact, anyone who's worn moonstone jewelry knows that wearing it in the sun mm. deteriorates its luster. Oh. Yeah. Like it literally okay. stops looking as nice. Like, I wore a moonstone ring forever, Jenna. Like, yeah, it went really dull after a while. Holy crap. I, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. All right. Now. Now. Okay. Crystals have the capacity to store information. Right. And vibrations. Okay. You ever watch Superman? <laughs> occasionally so if anyone remembers like there's one specific like oh oh yeah they plug the crystal into the thing and then it's like and then his dad pops up yeah <laughs> okay okay yeah so i like that's more real than i think people get is that you could take a crystal store information on it and use it to then relay that information later because shut the front door. Well, think about it. You basically have like a flash drive. You basically have something with where all its atoms are like super lined up. It's it's figured itself out. It knows itself. <laughs> okay. So any other information that you relay onto it mm -hmm. is going to be stored separately. And therefore able to be pulled out. Now, I don't think it would work like a flashing holographic picture. But quartz, literally the, part of the reason they use it in computers is because its vibrations so closely match binary codes and frequencies. Wow. Which means you theoretically could store ones and zeros types of information oh, into a man. quartz crystal. Wow. Okay. Now you have crystal skulls. Yep. That are supposed to be very valuable and important, but not because they're crystal. Quartz crystal is so freaking common, you guys. If you wanted a, a quartz crystal skull, you could go ask someone to make it for you, and the bigger cost wouldn't be buying the hunk of quartz. It'd be asking someone to sculpt it for you. Yeah. It li like, okay. literally. Literally. In our mm -hmm. backyard here, we can go yeah. walk walk outside and find quartz just about anywhere. Yeah. Shine a flashlight on rocks outside your house. And if they illuminate, they've got quartz in them. Wow. It's that common. But why would the crystal skulls be valuable? Because of information stored yeah. on the crystal skulls. Yep. So crystals are used by the Wiccans and by a lot of people outside the Wiccan faith and just spiritual believers in modern day for healing sure. emotionally and physically. And in fact, there's a whole guide about how to use them for different ailments and different parts of you. And a lot of people... And it's that whole holistic healing. Like we're talking mind, body, spirit kind of healing. Yes. And so... A lot of people, what they really get caught up on is they're like, well, if it's crystals, why can't I just use any crystal to do this healing? And why are you, why are you selling me 10 crystals? Well, it's I found... the same way you can't drink one tea you gotta to drink. help you with one ailment. You have to drink the specific tea. Well, here's the deal is like this, I found this great like Wicca for Beginners source mm -hmm. and they're going over how... If you 
you're you're talking about using vibrations to heal your body, which if vibrations can damage your body, they can certainly heal your body too. Sure. Especially where we know higher frequencies are more likely to help us if lower frequencies are what did, like hurt us. Okay. Like like that's just oh, yeah. some basic logic there. Mm-hmm. Well, they talk about light being part of the vibration and frequency, which it is. Mm-hmm. And we know that color is merely our eyes being able to detect certain vibrations and stuff. <laughs> so okay. so the color matters because the color is literally a physical manifestation of the different vibrational frequencies you're getting out of wow. an object. So this whole site talks about different colors and how you're supposed to use them. And this really brought me back to like the Chinese and Japanese because and how they used it mm-hmm. because they're talking about using different crystals to affect different parts of your chakras. Okay. So like you have your root chakra, which is your, your base one. We're basically mm-hmm. going from your, your bottom up. So red is supposed to connect you with earth and physical and survival and safety. So they recommend, they're like, okay, you got to use your smoky quartz, your tourmaline, anything, any red crystal. Okay. Okay. To I'm help you release negative information and ground yourself and keep yourself like grounded. So if you're struggling with grounding yourself, you're supposed to seek out those red crystals to pull you back in. Okay. Which is very, I did color. I did color theory Mm -hmm. and literally colors affect your moods. Uh Like that's the whole reason McDonald's is red and yellow. That's the whole reason that, Starbucks is brown and green. They know that these colors affect how our mind sees things and how we feel quite yes. literally. Yes. So this is goes to a place psychologically even mm-hmm. beyond just thinking a crystal is going to work. Sure. Then you go to orange, which is supposed to be your creative life force energy or your sacral chakra. And it's supposed to help you reconnect with your like sexual energy your emotional energy your sacred creativity it's very much your passion zone which orange is a very passionate bright color okay yeah then you go to your solar plexus your wisdom and your confidence and you think yellow like citrine in order to disperse like doubt and things like that but what i've noticed is that like as you're going through these these are also I'm thinking if you're trying to target an area of your body to heal, target uh-huh. the chakra near there. So okay. So that's the line I'm getting. So you've got like your heart chakra is green for like love and compassion. And they recommend like fluorite in order to help clear blockages or imbalances. And I'm thinking heart clearing blockages and imbalances. You've got like... What is it called? Uh, a clot. Yeah. Get yourself some freaking fluorite. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, if you are having chest pain, call 911 <laughs> or go to your nearest healthcare facility and, and don't die of a heart attack. Use it afterwards for recovery or before you have significant chest pain. Please and thank you. Yeah. PSA for today. I, I am always a believer that... Modern medicine has a place next to spiritual yes. medicine. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> your your green crystal is not going to help when you're having a, an acute once you've, heart attack. Once you've got to that point, yeah. you're too far gone. In the yeah. same way that once you've had a heart attack, you can't just stop eating burgers then and hope it fixed the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, like, it's just like you've gone too far at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go to your throat chakra which is blue. Um, This is supposed to help you with your interactions and how you express yourself. Now, a lot of people love blue. And I think that's because it's a color of expressiveness and being able to speak. I mean, think about it. We use red, white, and blue for our flag because we have like freedom of speech. So it's this very blue expressive. And then this red of like grounding us. If you start looking at colors and how, oh, it's everywhere. My mind is just been blown. You kn- <laughs> that was thank you thank yes you. i'll be here all day to talk about colors <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and then you go to your third eye chakra which middle of your head sure which is indigo or like 
almost a purple, a purple blue. Anyone who's thought they picked up a blue crayon and colored and thought it looked purple knows what indigo is. Yes. <laughs> um, which is supposed to be your intuition and your third eye. And I'm all I can think about when I think about indigo is kind of that lapis lazuli color. And it's supposed to help your awareness and your consciousness. And it's known as the peace stone. You know, and it's crazy because purple has always been considered a royal color. And purple, I, I mean, I would associate more with like wisdom and leadership and knowledge. And, but also at the same time, purple, caring and. Purple is a luxury color. Yeah. But it's also a color that's like brings a lot of warmth in yeah. some ways. Yeah. I'm I'm very much a purple person, but it has to be the right shades of purple. Yeah. And then we go all the way up to your crown chakra. This is your connection to consciousness and all that is. And it's violet, although the crown chakra crystals are amethyst. Yep. And clear quartz shut the front door no to help us connect with consciousness or the pure white light of all-knowing wisdom that is clear quartz so you could almost say that 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 the amethyst and the and the quartz is like your soul crystal yes it is your your being that exists whether you exist or not well think about it white if we're talking quartz in this instance sure or if we're even talking violet violet ultraviolet light and violet itself is sort of a the only reason we perceive violet is because it's our brain telling us there's a color there that we don't understand (laughs) okay like i don't know if you knew that but when you get no i did not so when you're looking at a rainbow and you see the violet there it's your brain making up a thing because it doesn't understand the feedback that it's getting. That's what violet. <laughs> that's what violet is. Oh, and when man. you think about okay. quartz and its white and its purity and its eternal ice, going back to sure. the Greeks, mm-hmm. white is something we use everywhere for symbols of purity and goodness and cleanness from the cowboy wearing the white hat to the bride on her wedding day to a baby when it's born to the sterile and clean environment of a hospital and and some cultures even use white for death because it's because a purifying it's trans, yeah transcendent and wow when okay i think crystals are not effective because they're rocks i think they're effective because of vibrations and i think that associating ourselves with certain colors and vibrations and energies can have a healing effect on us wow i think there is there is something known right now as the death of color and if you look in the world color is slowly being pulled out of it you'll see even mcdonald's and it's bright yellow and red has like toned down and it's barely there it's just a subtle here's Hmm. the yellow and red Hmm. you're right and in clothing and things like that i mean like think about it if you see someone today wear a bright pink top your immediate thought is going to be that's gaudy that's overzealous but if you look back just to like the 80s bright colors and beautiful colors everywhere were the thing and like in areas where there's brighter colors and more environment like in nature Mm -hmm. people live better so going to the green i mean honestly when you're like taking a hike or something that's why your heart is so happy you're around all that green think about how when you're daydreaming and you're expressing (coughs) your daydream wow the common thought is staring up at the blue sky wow Okay, yeah, I'm, I, I, like, I liked Chris, like, I went through a crystal phase in my teenage years. But, but there, listen, but there's, there's really something there's to it. There's science to it. There's science behind yeah. how the colors affect us psychologically. There's science behind sure. their actu- them actually having vibrations that literally 
science has already taken advantage of. And if you think crystals are magic, then you have to say that computers and ultrasounds and radios and all sorts of things are run by magic. And you have to admit that if you're going to call crystals magic. Because they are. Crystals are used in all those things. So if, if you're using crystals for literal medical equipment, why can't they be used in helping your body up its vibrational frequency by being near other vibrations because we've everyone's seen the tuning forks and hitting a tuning fork and the other one starts vibrating we all know that one thing being around something else vibrating brings up its own vibration wow that's all crystals are doing is bringing up your vibration now i think for certain healing things, you'd probably have to have a crystal room <laughs> to bring your crystal, to bring your energy and your vibration level up to a point. But there's real wow. science and truth behind using okay. crystals. Okay. All right. I'm a believer. Me too. So <laughs> how do we tea with crystals? Um, well, here, here's what you don't do. Okay, so this is, all right, this is a better. This is a PSA. Okay. Do not put crystals in your drinking water or your tea. <laughs> you can put it next to the cup while you're brewing it. In fact, there are cups where they have separate containers where you can put your rocks in it so it touches the glass that your water is going to be in, but do not put it in there because some crystals are very poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shiitake. So that, that that's how you tea with crystals. Next not teeing <laughs> with crystals. Just oh a, my giddy aunt. <laughs> just for anyone who's like, I think I'll take the chance and up I'll get it into my body. Uh <laughs> no. Okay. No. So you can tea with crystals, but you can't have crystals in your tea. Don't put it in the water and drain it out and think that'll work. Don't know. P oh. Put it next to the cup. Okay. Put it next next to the cup. And then drink your tea. <laughs> have have a mug. Okay. Okay. So, yes. I will tea with lapis sitting next to my kettle. Yes. I will tea with amethyst sitting next to my cup. But... I will not drink the lapis or the amethyst. And as far as using crystals for healing, I'd say treat crystals the way you treat vitamins. If you're using them every day and they're helping bring up your vibrational level and helping keeping you healthy, do it. Allow it. But like Jenna said, once you're to a certain point, call the authorities. <laughs> right. And the and, and the other thing is, is you could, I, I mean, to be fair, you could say... And, and I say this a lot, too, is there is so much, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Yep. So, so just because, uh, I'll go back to the amethyst. The amethyst makes you feel good. Don't lie on a bed of amethyst. <laughs> right? I mean, I would just, I would just think. I mean, or That's do. Like just, overkill. It, it might be overkill, but put good things and good vibrations around you through. Everything in perspective and moderation, people. Yeah, treat, okay. it, treat it like vitamins. All right. I'm going to find us some lapis, and I'm going to sit it right here in the studio. I kind of want to just wear it. <laughs> well, yeah. We could do that, too. If you guys... Maybe we need a crystal skull. Oh, yeah. Oh. It can record our conversations. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. If you guys use crystals, or if you have more on crystals that I didn't cover, like, comment, tell us. Message us. I'm always message us on Facebook. Give us give us a follow. Share your thoughts. Post with us. Hey, we just want to hear from you. We like talking to you. Yeah, and we like you. So, my lovelies, keep it steeped, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>